Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Thirst this morning. Lord, I come into your presence with thanksgiving this morning. I am grateful for the privilege to come into your presence. I am thankful for the gift of life this morning. I am thankful for the gift of your love this morning. Scripture says, your love is new every morning and great is your faithfulness. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness again this morning. You are faithful to keep your word. You are faithful to watch over your world. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for your word itself. Scripture says that your word cannot fail. Lord, you said each one of them, every word spoken by God will come to pass. So, Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for every single blessing in our lives. Your word says that daily you load us with your benefits. So we thank you for every single benefit. We thank you for every single blessing. We do not take them for granted this morning. Alpha and Omega, Jehovah Jireh, thank you this morning. We give you all the praise in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, as we read our Bibles again this morning, we ask for wisdom in your word. We ask that you will speak to us once again and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. Let's continue together to read the Bible. Yesterday, we read Matthew chapter 10. We are reading the New Testament. We are reading the New Testament. So, um, we are currently in the book of Matthew. We are reading the book of Matthew currently. We stopped yesterday on Matthew chapter 10. Today, let's read Matthew chapter 11 together. For now, we will be taking, I think we'll take one chapter by day so that we can, uh, we can do justice to each of the chapter the last time we did we read through the book the new testament um we were almost taking two chapters a day uh, because we were simply reading but this time i want us to do a little bit more of uh, commentary and discussions on on the points the fine points we are saying that in matthew chapter 11 um, we see Jesus and John the Baptist and I remember mentioning that um, the way it is portrayed it feels as if John was not happy that Jesus was rising in fame and I said I disagreed I disagreed they were cousins okay they were cousins however John himself said that Jesus was going to continue to rise while he will continue to decrease okay so let's read that story this morning if we can we will go to matthew chapter 12 
says, when Jesus had finished giving this instruction to his 12 disciples, remember I sent them out yesterday, right? <laughs> when he had finished giving this instruction to his 12 disciples, he went out to teach and preach in towns throughout the region. That looks like a very simple verse, right? But I, I, I love that. Jesus didn't ask the disciples to do anything that he himself was not doing. He himself went out to teach and preach in towns throughout the region. John the Baptist, who was in prison, heard about all the things the Messiah was doing. So he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting? Or should we keep should we keep looking, looking for someone else? And I did explain that you would have to excuse John here because several Messiah had come. Several Messiah had come. In fact, remember that when Paul was arrested, one of the accusations that was made against him was that was he was he the same person as an insurrectionist that came from Egypt? Okay, so men, many messiahs had come. Uh, many of them military nationalists. I said yesterday, Simon was a nationalist. Okay, the zealots had come claiming that they were the messiah. So John was, it was only fair that John asked that are you the Messiah we've been expecting? Or should we keep looking for someone else? Okay? Jesus told them, go back to John and tell him what you have heard and seen. What he was doing was his proof of being the Messiah. Hmm? He says, go back and tell him what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured. Uh, the deaf here, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. So, some version says, who, those who do not become offended because of me. So, I've had many messages say that it is John, Jesus is telling, blessed are those, God blesses those who do not become offended or fall away John falling away because of Jesus but I disagree I totally disagree remember that the Pharisees have been falling away for a while right uh -huh. they were getting offended that Jesus was rising to power as John's disciples were leaving Jesus began talking about him to the crowds what kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see was he a weak reed, swayed by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No, people with expensive clothes live in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. The people accept that John is a prophet, okay? It's only the Pharisees that refused to accept even John, they refused to accept him as a prophet. Okay, so Jesus says he is more than a prophet. John is the man, is the man to whom the scripture refers when they say 
look, I am sending my, my messenger ahead of, of you and he will prepare your way before you. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. He will prepare the way before you. I tell you the truth of all who have ever believed, none is greater than John the Baptist. Of all who have ever lived, sorry, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. Yet even the least person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he is. So I have met a lot of people who are confused, who are confused about this verse. How can none be greater than John the Baptist? However, the least person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Okay, so I have tried to also search this from maybe interpret it or listen to it from. Let's read this verse, verse 11 from, from, from different translations. Okay, so let's see if we will get a little bit of clarity this morning. If you read it from, from the NIV version, it says, Truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever, whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Is it least in the kingdom of heaven as in now? Or is it least in the kingdom of heaven as in the kingdom that Jesus was establishing? Okay? Now, let's read the American Standard Bible. The American Standard Version. It says, Verily I say unto you, among, among them that are born of women, there has not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Yet, he that is but little in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And I feel what I am, I am picking here is that Jesus is talking about what he is the kingdom that is about establishing. The kingdom that he was about establishing. Let's read the easy-to-read version. Easy-to-read read version. Jesus then said, I tell you this, John the Baptist is greater than any person who has ever lived until now, including Abraham, including Moses. <laughs> he is greater than any person who has ever lived until now. Uh, see, but now anyone who belongs, you see that? But now, anyone who belongs in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. Than John, even the least important of them is greater than he is. Uh, so, what I think I pick from what Jesus is saying is that we are coming into some benefits. We are coming into some benefits that. John the Baptist and those in the Old Testament Testament had never tested before. And that was going to give us by far better privilege. Let's read the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation, John, Matthew, sorry, Matthew 11, 11, says, For I tell you the truth, throughout history, 
there has never been a man who surpasses John the Baptist. Yet the least of those who now, now experience heaven's kingdom will become even greater than he is. Okay? So the kingdom that Jesus was now establishing, those who take advantage of that kingdom, who, those who come into that kingdom, we will be experiencing something that John, John will dream, will only dream of testing. Hallelujah. It says, yet even the least person, so back, back to our New Living Translation, yet even the least person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he is. And from the time, from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. And that's not been too long, right? The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. And violent people are attacking it. For before John came, they've been attacking it. They called John a madman. They said he was not a prophet. Yes, they called him a madman. They said he was... He was filled with demons. Jesus' case, they said he was casting out demons with the, with the help of demons. He was casting out demons eh, with the help of demons. It does not make sense. Okay, so the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. For before John came, all the prophets and the law of Moses look forward to this present time. And if you are willing to accept what I say is Elijah, the one the prophet said would come. The one the prophet said would come. Malachi prophesied that someone was going to come preparing the way before the Messiah. The one the prophet prophesied would come is John the Baptist. He is the Elijah. Since anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand to what can I compare this generation? It is like children playing a game in the public square. They complain to their friends. We played wedding songs and you didn't dance. So we played funeral songs and you didn't mourn. For John didn't spend his time eating and drinking and you say he is possessed by a demon. You see that? Even John, they said he was possessed by a demon. The Son of Man, on the other hand, <laughs> feasts and drinks, and you say he is a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. Acts, he cast out demons with the help of Beelzebub. <laughs> Jesus says, but wisdom is shown to be right by its results. Wisdom is shown to be right by its children, by what it is producing. So just look at what the result Jesus was producing and that was what Jesus was telling them. Go and tell John. Just tell him. The blind see. The lame walk. The leper is cleansed. Okay? Wisdom is shown to be right by its results. Next, it says, Then Jesus began to denounce the towns where he had done so many of his miracles because they hadn't repented of their sins and turned to God. What sorrow awaits you, Chorazin and Bethsaida? For if the miracles I did in you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago. Clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes 
ashes on their heads to show their remorse. I tell you, Tyre and Sidon will be better off on judgment day than you. And you people of Capernaum, will you be honored in heaven? No, you will go down to the place of the dead. The place of the dead in Greek is what we refer to as Hades. You will go down to Hades. You will go down to the realm of the dead. For if the miracles I did for you had been done in wicked Sodom, it will still be here today. I tell you, even Sodom will be better off on judgment day than you. Wow! Sodom, that God rained down fire on. Jesus said, you people of Capernaum, hmm, the people of Sodom, eh? even Sodom will be better off on the judgment day than you. That has to be serious, right? Since at that time, Jesus prayed this prayer. O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. These things, oh, they are usually hidden. They are hidden from, from those who think they are too smart. They think that they know, they know too much. No, God reveals them to those who are childlike. And that's like we, we that's why we come childlike, childlikely every morning just to listen to the word of God. He says, Yes, Father, it pleases you to do it this way. Verse 27, he says, My father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the son except the father, and no one truly knows the father except the son, and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. No one knows the Father except the Son, Jesus. And no one can truly know the Father or see the Father or recognize the Father unless the Son reveals, reveals the Father to us. That's how it works. That is why Jesus is the way, the only way, the truth and the life. He says, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. 28, then Jesus said, Come to me, all you, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Come, on to, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Since for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. The yoke that Christ gives us is simple. Make Jesus your Lord and Savior. It's as simple as that. Let go of this burden. This, if you are weary of it, okay? It seems some people just want to carry their burden this burden of having a life that they cannot they cannot explain this burden of being tormented by the devil and know the devil can use you as a as a plaything it seems some people are comforted carrying that burden but jesus says come unto me all you who are weary and carry every burdens and i will give you rest i pray today that you will find Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm tempted to read a little bit of Matthew chapter 12. We have over five minutes more. 
let's read a little bit of Matthew 12. Jesus discusses about the Sabbath, what the Sabbath was for. And I remember I mentioned that, look, the purpose of the Sabbath was for man to focus on God and to focus on one another, to focus on what was truly important in life. The Sabbath taught the children of Israel what was truly important. It wasn't work. It wasn't achieving great things. It wasn't making a lot of money. No, it was focused on, focus on worshiping God and then focus on one another because they were not doing the things. They were not selling on that day and trying to make money. They could focus on family. They could focus on their neighbor. That was the purpose of the Sabbath. But by the time we come to the New Testament, they began to try to use the Sabbath to bind people, to constrain people, instead of using it for people to love one another and take care of one another. The Sabbath should be a day when I see my neighbor in need and be there to help them. And they said, no, nobody can walk. Nobody is allowed to walk except the Levites, the priests who offer so they can walk, but nobody else can walk. Let's read this morning, Matthew chapter 12. At about that time, Jesus was walking through some grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, so they began breaking off some heads of grain and eating them. But some Pharisees saw them do it. They saw them do it and protested. Look, your disciples are breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath. And that's, that's miraculous. Eh? How do you simply take grain? All the people that are talking. Don't they eat on the Sabbath? They eat on the Sabbath. They prepare their food. So why is it okay that you can cook your food, go into the kitchen and cook your food, and they're simply rubbing grain on my hand? Uh, it's harvesting grain. Amazing. Well, of course, they were simply looking for uh, something to trap Jesus. Since look, your disciples are breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath. Jesus said to them, haven't you read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companion were hungry? He went into the house of God and he and his companions broke the law by eating the sacred loaf of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. I can remember the priest asking David that look at, the, at his, him and his men and they stayed away from women for, for a period of time. They said they had. He said it was fine. They could eat the bread, even though they were not legally priests. So it was fine for them to break the law. If they had not gotten bread to eat, they would have died. It was that simple. They were that famished. Okay? And God allowed, allowed it. David was preserved. So why are you trying to use the law to constrain people? He and his companion, they broke the law by eating the sacred bread. Uh, sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. So, and haven't you read in the law of Moses that the priest on duty in the temple may walk on the Sabbath? The priests in the temple, they walk. They kill the animals. They carry, they carry things. They walk on the Sabbath. It says, the, it says uh, that the priest on duty in the temple may walk on the Sabbath. Verse 6, I tell you, there is one here who is even greater than the temple. But you would not have condemned my innocent disciples if you knew the meaning of the scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. I want you to show mercy. Hosea chapter 6 verse 6. Show mercy. 
the, the Sabbath day is a day to show mercy to people, to care for people, to love people. It is not a day to, to go about, you know, like a scribe and beginning to open the Bible. You have broken the law, yeah? You have broken the law, yeah? That's not the purpose of the Sabbath. He said, I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifice. For the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. You can't use the Sabbath to, to come and bind Jesus. Why? He is the Lord of the Sabbath himself, of itself. Hallelujah. Okay, so sometimes I thought Jesus was always looking for <laughs> the trouble of the Pharisees because immediately the, that discussion on the Phari with the Pharisees, Jesus will, in quotes, break the Sabbath again. The next verse. He said, Then Jesus went over to their synagogue where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. Because the Sabbath day is a day to show mercy. He noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, Does the law permit a, a person to walk by healing on the Sabbath? It is fine for the priest to kill the animals. They can walk. Oh, it is fine. But it is not okay to heal someone on the Sabbath. How does that make any sense? Does the law permit a person to walk by healing on the Sabbath? They were open. He would say yes, so they could bring charges against him. And he answered, If you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you walk to pull it out? Of course you would. And I can guarantee you there is no... I, I'm walking home. I find that my sheep has fallen into a hole. You are telling me that it's the Sabbath day, so I'll leave it there to die. No, even for a sheep, I will bring it out. I will show the sheep mercy. So why is it wrong to show mercy to a human being? Ha! Wow, with these people. He said, wouldn't you pull, walk to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. You know, they can't, they can't, they can't contradict this, right? They can't say that, uh, no, no, the Lord does not allow us to do good. In other words, healing this person is doing good, showing mercy. Since then he said to the man, hold out your hand. They were accusing Jesus of walking on the Sabbath so because he healed. I wish God would help me to be doing this kind of work every day. Abby, what do you think? For all of us to be doing this kind of work on the Sabbath day. Hallelujah. Since then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored, just like the other, the other one. Then the Pharisees called the meeting to plot how to kill Jesus. They wanted to kill him. Okay, so when you read the book of Matthew, it looked more like they wanted to kill him more because he was breaking the Sabbath. But when you read the book of John, of course, Matthew mentions it a few times. It was because they wanted to kill him more because they said he was claiming to be the son of God. We read it a few days, was it yesterday or a few days ago, when he went back to his hometown, you know, and because he was claiming to be the son of God. I pray for us, all of us this morning, that God will open our eyes to the truth of the word of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Sabbath day is a day to show mercy. Show mercy to people. Let's show mercy to one another. And the Lord will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. We also learned this morning, are you carrying bodies that are too heavy for you? Uh -uh. 
Jesus is here to carry that burden this morning. Let it all go. Let's pray together. Lord, I give you all my burdens. I give you all my pains. I give you all my sorrow. Lord, you will carry them in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.